15 minutes it is before 9 p.m. And uh, we continue on that vein there. And, uh, yeah, that criticism they're coming from uh, Dr. Aslam Dasu, uh, who's the co-convener of the Progressive Health Forum. And uh, we continue uh, with uh, our spotlight on the province of Gauteng, which... Uh, yeah, it seems uh, to be uh, where the bulk of uh, the spike in COVID-19 infections are unfolding. And uh, President Sir Ramaphosa saying uh, that the government is considering introducing stricter uh, uh, restrictions uh, in the province of Gauteng as uh, infections continue to rise at an alarming rate. And uh, Gauteng accounted for more than two-thirds of the new COVID-19 cases. And this evening... We try and understand what that means or what implications that has at the level of uh, many of our hospitals, which we know are chock-a-block full, go to our Kangalui Beti, uh, uh, up and down. So uh, certainly, I guess, uh, we are in a difficult spot there. And uh, we uh, now uh, check in with the CEO of the Kalafong Provincial Tertiary Hospital, uh, which is a public hospital out in Tswane. It's uh, in the, the western outer edge of uh, Tswane, in uh, ATL, what uh, some people call Peli, uh, but uh, known to many as uh, Artridgeville. And uh, Dr. Selo Machila is the CEO at Kalafong, and he joins me now on the line. Dr. Selo, good evening to you and welcome. Dr. Selo? Dr. Selo? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I was wondering, I was like, where's Dr. Sello from Pele? How are you, Doc? Um, all right. Now, I'm uh, evening, Aya, and thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for coming through. Doc, uh, you know, I guess we've, we've heard all manner of, um, you know, uh, uh, accounts of what's happening at, uh, you know, uh, the level of uh, many of your operations, but not only just in the public sector, but also in the private sector. I think Netcare was coming out uh, earlier on in the week saying they don't have any bed space. Just give us a glimpse into... Um, some of the preparations that went into uh, this uh, particular, I guess, uh, anticipated third wave um, and how it has, I guess, in essence, unfolded um, in, in relation to some of the plans that you had made, um, because Dr. Aslam Dasu says there in that clip, uh, that uh, many, I guess, hospitals would have been aware that uh, this was a looming reality. Uh, but how have you dealt with it at Kalafong? Yes, yes, I am. Uh, um yeah, I will be disingenuous if I say that um, uh, we, we, the system is not under pressure. Mm. Um, it, 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 it's real. I think the third wave is um, is um, it's putting the system really under pressure. But but as a hospital, because I'm not going to speak for the province, because my principals um, uh, have been doing that sure, in, sure. in terms of the preparations for the province. Um, but as a hospital, we we have tried to really put measures in place, but we exist within a system, mm, obviously. Mm. Um, but I must say that as a hospital, we, I mean, we, we, we've repurposed some beds, um, something that we did in the first and the second wave. Uh, the, the, the challenge with the third wave, I think, is, um, is that there's a distinct characteristic that we're starting to see even uh, kids now needing hospital admission. And and these are some of the things that we're grappling with, um, but but I must say that we are we are holding on there. We we're trying to be resilient in the face of this uh, pandemic, mm. but it's it's really very tough. Yeah, yeah, it's really very tough. And 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 I hear everybody calling for stricter restrictions, and I think in the space that we're operating in now at the moment, we 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 feel that. Maybe maybe we should have that. Mm. Make those constraints real for us, Doc. Um, when we say tough situation, constrained environment, even by your own admission, what are we talking about here? Is it beds? Is it oxygen tanks? Is it 
you know, uh, issues of uh, uh, protective equipment, protecting some of your staff. Paint a picture for us, at least that gives us a picture and lets us in uh, to Kalafong uh, Provincial Tertiary Hospital and some of what you're faced with. So I think that the challenge is mainly the anxiety um, oh. amongst our staff members. Look, I mean, we, we, we're always grappling with making space for patients that we get that comes through in the hospital. So every morning we'll sit in meetings and trying to see how many patients we have, whether we have enough space to accommodate those patients. So it's an everyday thing. And no day is the same. Mm. Um, and, and we're even looking at proposing wards. But remember then when you repropose a ward, then you're taking away a bed from like the general patients would come in with other conditions. And those are the, the, the struggles that we have to deal with every day. And we say, you know, even if we have a bed today, but there's no guarantee that we will have a bed maybe tomorrow in, in two weeks' time. Mm, mm, mm. So so that's the challenge that we have at the moment. Sure. I must say, as the hospital, we haven't really ran out of, of, of beds that much because we try to be very efficient. Mm. And in times when we don't have a bed, maybe a high-care bed or something like that, we have a a cluster system where we will probably ask the Pico Hospital if okay. they have a bed and we'll transfer our patients there. Sure, sure. Yes, we've had a private hospitals calling us and saying, uh, do you have a bed for a patient? Mm. And if we don't have at that moment, we'll obviously say we don't have. And those are the realities sure, sure, that sure. we're grappling with. So when we're saying that the system is under pressure, mm. that is what we mean. Okay, Doc, let's pause here for a second. We need to quickly uh, take a spot break. But when we come back, uh, we continue with uh, Dr. Selo Machila. He's the CEO at Kalafong Provincial Tertiary Hospital out in Artridgeville. It is indeed, and seven minutes it is now before 9 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. I'm in conversation uh, uh, under the microscope with Dr. Sello Machila, and he is the CEO at Kalafong Provincial Tertiary Hospital, which is out in Tswane. And, uh, Doc, thank you very much, I guess, for painting a picture for us of some of the constraints you faced with and, I guess, um, you know, the implications of uh, a spillover uh, from some of the challenges that is, are being faced by the private uh, sector and, of course, also the cluster of tertiary hospitals that you're part of. Um, but I guess, th- you know, the other implication of, of what you were saying is around this issue of anxiety. Um, and I'm interested to hear from you, certainly for many of the frontline healthcare workers uh, who have really been shouldering, the, shouldering this response, even in preceding waves of this virus. What are some of the things that you've learned in phase one and in phase or, or should I say the first wave and the second wave around how you deal not just with that issue of anxiety but also uh, some of the other constraints and uh, challenges that have been brought about by COVID? Look, um, I think during the first wave, um, things were... So it, it, it's a novel virus. Everybody was under lockdown. Mm. And I think we thought probably, you know, we're going to deal with this virus. It's just going to be one wave. We're going to flatten the curve and we're going to go back to normal. And um, it didn't happen. And then, then came the second wave. You know, we still felt, we still felt the, 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 the support, the compassion uh, from, from everyone. But I think everybody at this moment, uh, you know, econo- the economy has taken a knock. Uh, people have just continued with... Um, uh, their, their, their daily lives, people just want to go back to normal. Uh, 
and the pressure then is on the health system. So the pressure is on us. So this is what we're grappling with in the in the hospitals. That you know, the more our people are just continuing with the behavior of no social distancing, gatherings, alcohol, uh, and all the parties and all that, and the next thing there's alcohol-related trauma. Mm. By the way, in the hospital, we've always been dealing with this trauma. It's, it's a well-known fact that we've always had issues with overcrowding. And now you can imagine when you then have to deal with COVID and there's still alcohol-related trauma, and then you have to make it like you have to juggle now uh, with with admissions, with taking patients to theater and 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 then the ICU beds mm. uh, that are needed for COVID and trauma as well. So this is this is this is the space. This is this is the reality that we have to deal with at this moment. Huh. Huh. And and that the anxiety again now with staff infections as well. Um, even still, I mean, even if we think we have adequate PPE, mm. but we're still experiencing staff infections as well. Sure. So. Sure. Every morning you then have to counsel staff and, you know, just give them motivation mm. and say, you know what, we chose to be in these uh, professions. Uh, we just wish that people understand mm. as well. If people could be kinder mm. and they don't have to say a lot, I think they should just alter their behavior sure. and, uh, and, and really just, just understand that, you know, they are, the, the more they behave this way, then they put pressure mm. on, on the system. I think that's the appeal that I can make if I have to make that appeal to say that the health system is under pressure and we just don't know how long it will, because the resources may be depleted in future if we don't change our behavior. Maybe then a last question on my end. Uh, you also charged, of course, with the uh, process of um, vaccinating certain categories in our population. Um, and in some cases, I guess, you know, uh, where people aren't happy with the digital process, uh, as would be the case, uh, they come and they queue up and, uh, you know, you've been involved in that, I would assume. Just talk to us about how that has proceeded and, uh, you know, what in your view uh, might be a lesson for the broader vaccination uh, once, uh, I guess, some of these uh, vaccines and the supply is secured? So so fortunately, as, as a hospital, we don't have to deal with that. Um, and I was even saying to our staff that maybe it's a good thing because we, we've prepared the vaccination site, which is ready, but uh, we are not the, a vaccination site as yet. Uh, but for us, we're saying maybe it's a good thing since we are a tertiary facility and we're dealing with all these other conditions and covid uh, although we are in the township, uh, there's a whole lot of vaccination sites which are running very well, by the mm. way. Um, and, and I think a, 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 our principals have made an announcement that people can go in without necessarily registering yeah. um, on the EVDS. So we, 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 we don't have the vaccination problems mm. at the moment. Okay. And with the pressure that we have, it's something that we wish that it doesn't come to us now, as in we have a, they give us permit, we have a permit, we can uh, start the rollout anytime soon, but then we, we, we haven't been given the go-ahead uh. to start with the vaccination process. So our staff vaccinate, now currently they go to Vescopis uh, or, or Atrechville Clinic, uh. which I understand they are running a very efficient sure. uh, vaccination program. So, so we are fortunate in that aspect because... Uh, with staff infections and all the work that we're doing, 
I don't think we would be able to then take up another, you know, added responsibility then of setting up a vaccination site. Mm, mm. Doc, wish you all of the best. And uh, we wish you and uh, many of the staff at the front line of this response all of the best. Send our regards to many of uh, uh, your staff members who are working under very difficult and trying conditions. Uh, We wish you strength. And uh, once again, thank you for the great uh, job that you guys are doing there. Thanks, Aya. Yes, if our people can just be more kinder sure. and understand that um, if, if if they don't um, uh, uh, manage their behavior, it puts pressure on mm. on the on 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 the health system. Sure, I think that's what we 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 need from from everyone. Awesome stuff, uh, Dr. Salo Malachi. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks, man. That there is uh, the CEO of uh, the Kalafong Provincial Tertiary Hospital speaking to us uh, this evening here on Metro FM Talks. This evening, we're back with you again uh, tomorrow where we bring to you uh, our thought leader and our culture talk. But this evening, 9 p.m. is the time. Have yourself a great evening. Take strength, my Africa. Nangoko sasai banga le economy.